Yeah, I'm Darren. Yeah, and Daniel. Uh, I'm Chris. I, I actually, I see. Wasn't sure. I wasn't sure of the the structure you're gonna go for, so I just like butted in. Yeah, I'm we're just sorry. like a free winging it. Well, yeah. if you're listening in, we are well, kind of for the team for Singapore Community Radio. Yeah, I am. I guess uh, in official terms, the creative director. And Daniel. And in official terms, I'm the managing editor. Um, in official terms, the producer. Yeah. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you're listening right now, like firstly, why? But secondly, like we are working this out, so like we're gonna go a bit of a free from structure today, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, there's no real structure to be honest. Uh, we're just kind of like recording and uh, kind of like uh, winging it as we go. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, what we're going to touch on in the beginning would be, I guess, uh, stuff that we've kind of like uh, posted, uh, well, last week and the beginning of this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think we kind of started off. Uh, I mean, firstly, dude, Netflix, they're going to kill it in August. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like uh, with... Uh, it being a national day month yeah and all i mean like the, the like i guess like the bare minimum thing you do is probably do like a highlight reel of like previous national day parades but considering most of us don't actually watch the parades i'm glad they didn't yeah i'm glad they didn't and they're instead doing like a best of for like some of the best tv shows that ever exist in singapore like um under one roof growing up and the unbeatables oh my god i used to love that show i've never seen that so it's like a, it's it's a it was a gambling show on channel 8 i mean it's not a gambling show the, the the format is actually a drama it's like a high stakes drama which involves gambling and a lot of like casino action uh lee nan singh and zoe Tay were like the stars and like it's coming from a strictly like non-chinese speak and more mandarin speaking person like that show ruled man there yeah. was so much like soap soap opera like uh tactics on that show yeah interesting awesome. i mean uh, i think like chinese uh well, Channel 8 or like whatever it was called back then. A lot of his uh, dramas are, are soap operas in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... So it's super melodramatic, right? But do you feel like that was the peak of local TV though? I guess, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where like we <coughs> don't know whether it was we are accessing the objective quality of it or whether because it's like nostalgia because we grew up with it. Mm. Like I, I can speak so fondly of a lot of like Kids Central shows I used to watch. But oh my god, Kids Central! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know whether these shows were actually really good, but it, it is more of the memory of how good it made me feel when mm. I used to watch it last time. Yeah. And I guess that's why it's more important. Yeah. Like there was a show called Robbie in the Book of Tales. I don't oh. know if you guys remember that. Uh, my friend is actually in it, like just a caliphate. I see, I see. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's one of those shows where, like, if they grew up now, they're probably not actors, and it's probably people we know, but we don't yeah. realize that. It yeah, I mean, like, I'm speaking, I guess, as an old man. I yeah. mean, like, Kid Central, not really from my time. <laughs> from like my childhood, I pretty, I only remember like Aksi Ma Yo Yo. That's like probably my time. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm, f- I guess, acquaintances with some of the cats okay. from that show. Yeah, I, I mean, have no idea what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? So, Aksimat Yo Yo was this uh, kid show that was. Uh, On which channel? Malay? The Malay. Malay. It was a Malay language kind okay. of like kids' uh, program. Okay. I think back then programming was pretty much mixed. So, it did play kind of like, I guess, uh, prime time. Yeah. Uh, 
And basically, the characters were actually costume cats a lot. They look kind of like the cats movie that came out. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that's how they kind of look. So they terrifying. Are, uh. Uh, well, cute in a sense because they were kids at least. Then it's definitely so, not so, the same as the movie. Yeah, it, it, in a lot of sense, I think it was like the Disney, like Disney kid show mm-hmm. where like, you know, Britney Spears and all that they broke out from. But like this was like the Singapore. So the, Malay- like a Singapore Mickey Mouse Club. La. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like the Singapore Mickey Mouse Club that said they're cats. La. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'm pretty sure they got kind of like inspired for that. that yeah. So that show kind of, that kid show was, I guess, like uh, at its peak popularity and mm-hmm. in the 80s uh-huh. yeah and uh, I think a lot of like uh, actually who else was it in it I think like uh, some of like the Singapore idols or whatever they were like they appeared in it or like they okay. were associated in some I way see, see. yeah so I mean that was my kind of like my yeah. childhood kind of and like this programming. was like this was the early 90s right we're talking about this is the late 80s. 80s, right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to show your age. I was just like wondering like which time frame it was. Uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. yeah, but I mean like, uh, yeah, I mean coming back to Netflix and all yeah. that. Yeah, they do, well, I mean they bought the, I guess the rights of broadcast from like, I guess Channel 8 and Channel 5, Ooh, a whole yeah. slew of it. Uh, and lo- a mean, lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I don't sh- mean to shit on like Channel 5 or 8, but like, you know, Media it, Corp slander. Media corpse, as Kurt would like to say. Oh right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, huh? With like the grimmest face imaginable, like media corpse. Yeah, yeah corpse paint and all. Uh, yeah. I mean, like they, I think they tried to kind of like push out on their toggle platform and all that, but I think that kind of like fell flat. So mm-hmm. I mean, we no, have, it's called Me Watch now. It's Me Watch. Uh, it's Me Watch Not now. Called it's called Me Watch. And I feel like that was the death knell for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, having Netflix to kind of, like, push push out this content instead, I guess, would kind of bring it yeah. to a larger audience. Uh, 100%, yeah. If not laughable or not. I mean, like, I think now we'll probably kind of, like, uh, look back and maybe slightly cringe on some of the series now, rewatching yeah. it, to be I think honest. I the cringe also comes from the fact that we used to genuinely enjoy some of these shows. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, like, uh, I mean, the Channel 8 dramas and all that, like, uh, you know, the ones, uh, the Awakening or and all that, and the gamb- gambling one, mm-hmm. you know, they were, I mean, as uh, we were young, a lot younger, they were entertaining uh, yeah. material. And but, like, cable was expensive, so most of us just settled for, like, Mediacom. You know, when, from when I was growing up, there yeah. wasn't even cable. Yeah, there was, like, no choice. You either watch the English channel yeah. that sometimes had some Malay programming, and then you watch the Chinese channel. That yeah. was about it. Like, that was about yeah. it, yeah. Uh, so, and... Yeah, you're saying? No, I was going to say, like, so what would you recommend from the list now? I guess if we were just to distill it to TV shows before we move on to the movies. Mm. Wow. wow. Someone share with me the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're going to give Daryl and Darren some time. I don't know. It's like a mystery, mystery one of the TV programs. Cause yeah. like I know there were like some like um, 
I felt that during that period, they were a bit more like adventurous in terms of teams. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, of course, there was a lot of like, uh, the, there were a lot of dramas that kind of like harking back to, uh, you know, the foundations, the building, the beginnings of Singapore, like the awakening and all that. Yeah. But then they had like a lot of like mystery or supernatural kind of like, uh, themed, uh, programs as yeah. well. And it's it's the, just very imaginative. La. Yeah. And then, of course, there's like the gambling one. And then there's like, Kind of like touching on like sci-fi or fantasy yeah. or like uh, even like, you know, uh, return of condor heroes and all mm. that. So I think... That, that deals a lot of like Chinese folklore, right? Yeah, yeah Chinese yeah. folklore. So, I mean, like I felt that uh, during that period, they, I think programming or like writers seem to be a bit more adventurous. Like, And I think that is also why I guess like down the line... You know, it didn't really get very interesting, especially the past, like, you know, from the late 90s to, I guess, uh, you know, current, where it yeah. was like, it's always, I think it's coming back to the same issues of uh, propaganda, <laughs> if I were to say. I mean, like, uh, uh, I think a lot of, like, uh, as we know in Singapore media as well, there's a lot of self censorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feed it to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-authoritarian. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just kind of like, uh, I guess, addressing the facts of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and the fact that I think you grew up in a very different environment compared to us and the way content was also censored in Singapore, right? It was much more strict or so. Like, even for us, I think we grew up in a period where it was a bit more transitory as well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the rating system changed to like PG thirteen, and we had NC sixteen. I I think from 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 a good period uh, and 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 meeting as well because our good period was like PG NC sixteen RA right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like even even like certain movies with like any suggestive themes or something you just get like a restrictive rating. Yeah, I think like uh, Me Pop Man, one of the movies yeah. that uh, uh, that's coming out that that yeah. they probably got. I think if I'm not wrong, like an R rating. R rating, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that really restricts the the viewership when, especially, more people should be watching it because it's it's a Singaporean movie. So and it's something that's not usually within like the MediaCom system. Mm-hmm. And like, classic. yeah, exactly. And like, I think the great thing is that that's not the only Eric Koo movie that's being released on Netflix. Mm. There's uh, going to be Twelve Stories. There's going to be um, Eight Eight One. Eight Eight One is Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's also I think he did. Uh, what was that movie? It's called uh, <laughs> shit. Tatsumi, Tatsumi, which was a movie he did quite a, a few years ago. It was about a Japanese artist, and uh, yeah, eight eight one is one movie that I can't wait to watch because I still haven't seen it. Uh, I I think I have the DVD of it. Oh, you do? Yeah, Dar- just just as an aside, right? Like Darren's DVD collection is incredible. Like he's literally like like bending down to like dig through it right now already. <laughs> And like, yeah, it's, it's it's also a bit of a time warp because there's a very specific part of like the early to mid two thousands as well, right, Darren? Yeah, so I think like I can do a Dubwise Darren Dubwise Film Festival. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of it will be like weird Japanese movies, like, yeah, and anime. Uh, the little fatty just came out of the the room. Fatty means cat. Fatty means cat. Fatty means cat. Yeah, I'm not talking about anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Other than myself. But yeah, it's a cat over there. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, so I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, that's exciting things uh, throughout uh, August coming out from Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what else came out uh, last week? Uh, we had a, a single release for, I think, uh, Tim Dakota. 
mm-hmm. as well as Inchua. Yep. And I think like generally around around the world actually right now it's a it's a kind of a crazy release period for a lot of like new music. I mean, uh, not only locally, uh, around the world, mm. there's a shit bunch of like new music. Uh, we have the Kamal Williams album that came out as well. Yeah. What else, Daniel? Um, that was the the new Taylor Swift album, man. Mm. Yeah. Oh yes, I actually quite enjoy the song yeah. by Bon Iver. Yeah, me too. That was my favorite from the album, actually. And dude, that that song is great, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, uh, if you guys have the opportunity, and if it's still up, go watch like the needle drop. Uh, no, actually, I don't think it's up anymore. But like, you, it, this is like one of the reasons why. Uh, uh, everybody should kind of like jump on like the live stream uh, or tune in to live streams because a lot of them uh, happen like IRL and uh, most of the times they don't uh, have a repeat or archive of it. Yeah. But when you do catch it live, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of live streams, uh, I mean, a lot of them happen over on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, YouTube, and there are a lot of YouTubers that do like uh, live streams as well. Uh, they usually do kind of like archive it after. Uh you know, a lot of like live streams, you know, it, it involves a lot of like interactions, which I feel that sometimes, uh, you know, when, you know, certain DJs or bands or I guess like agencies, uh, you know, want to do live streams, they kind of like yeah. miss the whole point of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of it is really engage. It's your opportunity to engage with the audience, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like, you know, engage with them, chat with them, find out. Yeah, and I think like the like a lot of like the live stream audience they appreciate that it, it kind of like you know brings your your fans closer to you, mm-hmm. and you know you're able to kind of like connect with your fans no matter how big or small your you know your your fan base is. Yeah, yeah. I hmm like you know with like the just kind of like going back to that that tweet that Taylor like like release right. This was something that her label didn't even know until the last hour. Really? Yeah, and yeah. like this is something she was able to work on at her own time. <laughs> she was able to select the kind of collaborators that she was on. And I was like wondering also, like, this kind of agency and that, like, to have like an artist to have that kind of agency and that kind of freedom to kind of work on what they want, and to just like to have like a major label and like their whim to do it. Mm. It's kind of unpre- unprecedented as well, right? Yeah, I think she kind of. Uh, I, you know, in a sense, I feel that she is. Uh, um, I would say the Radiohead of. Uh, the newer generation, <laughs> in a sense that, like, Man, that's she, big she, statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, Radiohead kind of like dictated how, even though they were with uh, EMI, yeah, they uh, broke away and kind of like they they dictated how they wanted to put their releases out, for sure, uh, yeah. how they wanted to market and promote it mm-hmm. as well. And I think like the past few years, I think Taylor has been uh, kind of like going in that route as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, really, I mean, you know, sometimes the music doesn't speak to me that much, but like uh, I would say, you know, her, you know, woman empowering and especially, you know, you know, speaking to a younger woman audience as well, especially, I think, uh, you know, props to her. You know, she she knows uh, who she is, you know, her target market is. She knows who, uh, so just listening to her music, who values the words that, 
and uh, you know the lyrics that she writes. So you know, really props to her as like an artist. And she's also on that level where like yeah, like her fan base is also very diverse. And and it was such a big step for her because before that it was almost the country music scene, and then she became a country pop superstar, and then she crossed over into being just like a general pop superstar. Mm-hmm. And now this is like a very different. I I I, I wouldn't call it a detour because I just kind of see it as another stage, of like whatever direction she's going. It's just that I find it so interesting that she's working with like these indie rock heroes who were constantly pushing out new material, but at the same time now they're also getting older. And to see them to kind of like collaborate with a superstar of that caliber, I don't think there's ever been like that kind of like instance ever where like a superstar pop, like a pop superstar really took a chance on like getting just like, like, like working with like talents of that caliber. So, yeah, uh, maybe like uh, I would say like Madonna back in the day, mm-hmm. but I mean that she, I mean, oh, she always jumped on, uh, I guess, like dance music trends. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess uh, the more recent would be, I guess, like someone like Lady Gaga, yeah. perhaps. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, Lady Gaga, of course, she attracts a uh, artist or calib- like uh, of a different caliber. Yeah, I, I mean, like the the electronic producers that she was either rumored to be working with, or she did work with, like people like Sophie, Ag Cook, Aka. I think these were these were talents that are considered quite left field and like for mm-hmm. like to be within Lady Gaga's orbit is really like quite cool. Mm-hmm. But I guess because Lady Gaga is also, is also representative of like a weirder side of like mainstream pop music. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. she were to go left field, it's not as surprising. Mm-hmm. But to see Taylor kind of go left field on her own terms, I guess like this is considered left field, but like within like the Taylor Swift world. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, uh, well, I mean like speaking about big artists, I guess like an artist that uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Has yeah. been a little bit quiet. Uh, Billie Eilish. Oh, Billie yeah. Eilish. She Eilish. has been quiet. Yeah, yeah, she has yeah. been quiet. Yeah, I I actually think uh, the her music is actually quite dynamic. I mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. it as a pure music for listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, I, you know, the words, the songs. Uh, I don't associate with it, but as a you know background music or even like something that I would even play out in a club, so they're quite fucking bumping to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think like one big story that kind of trailed Billie Eilish was that she was this Gen Z pop star who really appealed to all ages, lah. Like like even people like Dave Grohl like coming up to talk about how good the music was. Even like Tom York mm. was re- was like recounting a story of being at one of the concerts and actually kind of liking it. Yeah. So like. Yeah, like I guess the the mark of a pop superstar now is someone who's able to kind of transcend like these kinds of like subcultures and like in terms of like appeal towards yeah. like people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she did put out that body shaming video in March. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and that one was great also because yeah, you don't get a lot yeah. stars talking about that. So exactly. yeah, so yeah, that that was that was. I mean, like the the launch of that was like crazy. Mm. Yeah. What 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 else what else happened in the past week? Yeah, is there, uh, Hui, you mentioned that uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, like online happenings that will be happening in the following week or so. Yes, um, following a week. What's happening next week? Yeah, what's happening next week? Let me think. I can't remember. Um, but actually, I, I went through this pretty interesting online dialogue um, organized by Softwall Studs. Mm-hmm. So that's an independent um, artist collective in Singapore. Um, they basically invited a Hong Kong 
Artists' Union to talk about how they support the artist community in Hong Kong itself, how they help them to basically um, bridge any problems they may have or even get fundings or um, whatever problems they, they, they meet. And I think yeah. it's quite an important conversation now, especially with the state that Hong Kong is in. Yeah. Like politically, I think even the, the way the artists put out their messages or the way they, they do their work, right, it's very in quite a precarious phase, I feel. Yeah, so that was really interesting because they talked about how do you as a union protect um, the artists within your country and then there were a lot of um, local artists in the dialogue as well and everyone was sort of discussing how how can that be translated into Singapore because we don't really have an artist union in Singapore you don't really know who to go to if you have problems with your work or like distribution or how do there, you there is not like independent body in Singapore exactly yeah. there's NAC yeah but um, do you can they actually provide you with solutions like that not really so I thought that was really interesting because it, it just shows that we are in this state of um community building in Singapore where we are not really there yet but we're actually starting to have all these conversations which are very important right because I think for very long maybe the artists in Singapore have been quite silo in, in the things that we sort mm-hmm. of do um, we don't really come together and say okay how can I protect you or how can we learn as a collective to to grow together as a community so that was really interesting and and I think Softwall Stats is making this a monthly installation so every month they're gonna have different dialogues different um chats with different people so yeah just check that out they're going to probably put up this um, particular conversations online as well so just yeah. go through it it's pretty interesting yeah okay yeah i think uh we should definitely uh have a conversation yeah. with them sometime along the way as well and i guess this kind of like uh brings us to the subject of like i guess uh if you're listening to this and you have continued to listen for the past 20 minutes firstly thanks and secondly why <laughs> uh yeah i mean uh, you have known, or if you have followed the uh, SGCR Singapore Community Radio from the beginning, uh, as along with a lot of like regional uh, and the world uh, community radios, they have been really based around like I guess like electronic music, you know, DJ sets and all that. And I mean, I felt uh, that it's time to kind of like a uh, break away from that. I think uh, in this uh, you know COVID times and all that, mm-hmm. especially in Singapore. We need a kind of like a kind of a community hub, like a place uh, where you know beyond just music, electronic music, uh, a place where different creatives be able to kind of actually find out more things uh, that are happening within their communities, within their countries, within you know, in a local sense. And like kind of a, and I guess that can kind of uh, allow things to kind of cross a pollinate if i if if yeah i mean that's the correct way to kind of like say it yeah man i mean like that's that's kind of like what we are trying to establish here or at least like it's one way yeah yeah so i mean like we are trying to break out from just uh beyond music i mean we do recognize that uh you know there are a lot of uh i guess pockets uh or little communities of like artists uh you know creators uh filmmakers um, writers writers yeah. that are in Singapore and like uh, you know everybody has their own little pocket uh, you know Facebook group has their little little like uh, you know even their blogs or you know Instagram followings and all that but you know that that is great uh, for your own following yeah. in, in a sense uh, it's kind of like a I don't know I hate to say it but it's like a circle joke 
Yeah, I, I mean, like circle joking. So circle, <laughs> circle joking is like such a, a very unique and common phenomenon in Singapore. Yeah, and I think from your time in the music scene when you were a teenager, to me as well when I was a teenager, we've seen that happen mainly because like. It's 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 so easy to kind of fall into like just a a tribe line itself. Yeah, and especially with like a, I mean the, I mean having you know AI control a lot of like uh, what we do in like social media nowadays. Even you know we're often put into like pockets, and all we see are like people that are like minded. If I you know, you know have a interest in music. And then uh, you know all I talk about is music. I share like electronic music streams, and all I see on my Facebook feed is like electronic music, electronic music, electronic music, dance, dance, yeah. dance, dance. If you are in a, if you are in like a visual arts world, you know that's what you see. And I, I mean, we're hoping to be able to kind of like uh, well game that system a bit. I mean, with uh, I guess like Singapore Community Radio to be able to kind of like uh, you know have a platform for you know all kinds of you know, creative to kind of like, uh, well, promote their work, I guess. Yeah. Or we can, I mean, I like serve as a promotion point mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. you know, all creatives in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you, really, you really put it so succinctly and like, I think it's just based on our own personal experiences of wanting to just branch out and like, at least just learn more about like different industries that we are not really familiar with or so. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, if you're listening to this podcast you will know that myself and daniel were kind of like entrenched within the music uh yeah 100% uh well i guess like the industry the circle and and that's why we have hui <laughs> who is uh nervous laughter <laughs> <laughs> obviously a bit more clued in about like other creative uh uh happenings uh, that happen yeah. around here yeah. And, and she's working on a project which I'm not sure she's going to talk about more now, but yeah. I feel like it's going to be very impactful next year. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah. yeah, you should tell us uh, more about this project and tell everyone sure. that's listening in. Okay, so she's going to talk about it, okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, hi, hi. Um, so yeah, it's a project that, okay, so I think last starting last year, um, my friend Dion and I, who is part of Tower Children and um, all this big things or whatever um we, we started this collective called um stacking stones um and it actually really came apart when we were talking about how the singapore community is very insular you pretty much only talk to the, the people that's around you it's very like darren would say circle job mm-hmm. right it's, it's pretty much an echo chamber mm-hmm. um but to us there, there is actually a lot of other platforms and channels and, and people that you can get inspiration from or learn from that we really wanted to sort of be the bridge of it within the local community. And um, this next project we're going to do is a huge one that I'm personally terrified of, but um, we think it's very important because um, it's basically a documentary covering Singapore's creative communities within from the 90s to early 2000s. So that's going to cover your music, um, from your underground music to indie music to hardcore music to um, drum and bass to hip-hop to whatever, all those like pin- pivotal genres that were happening in that time to graphic design, graffiti, and even fashion and lifestyle. And I think this whole idea basically came to us when we were talking about, hey, actually, when we talk to our people of our age, right, you often hear them talk saying that they look out to UK collectives or US collectives or even artists in Japan for inspiration, but they don't really think there is much of a heritage creatively in Singapore. 
And to us, that's just a very big misconception because it's not true, firstly. And secondly, there is actually a lot of these creative pioneers locally that did amazing things like during this period that really sort of puffed away for us right now. Right, um, yeah. But yet, these stories are not really told. These people are not really um, known because we don't really have access to them. Mm-hmm, like We don't mm-hmm. really personally know them or we don't know that. Oh, actually, in the 80s, there was this like huge rock band called Zircon Lounge, Like unless you're really into music, right? Yeah, I think like uh, because uh, a lot of them like existed, uh, well, I guess like pre-social media, yeah. pre-internet. That's why mm. I think a lot of like things were lost and I think a lot of uh, things were just like left on physical archive yeah. if anybody bothered to archive them at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I have a big. I, I, I kind of like uh, donated. I mean, or he, like he, you were really helpful for like who is like, like yeah. Darren has a huge collection of Zook posters, so like posters from the nineties mm. and two thousands, which is amazing because I think that was the highlight of Zook, right? Like they had all these amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I felt that the uh, I think Zook was like really uh, f- the factory yeah. of like uh, Singapore back in the day. Uh, I think the entire creative team they were really amazing at. You know, creating an experience, you know, week after week, month after month, even like, you know, it, it kind of like showed in their flyers even. It was uh, well thought out. They had monthly teams. Mm. They structured, uh, you know, months with, a, you know, a design a design that mm. was themed right for the month. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, they carried through sometimes with, uh, you know, decor that even existed in uh, uh, it, Zook itself. Yeah. yeah, so I think like uh, that was a uh, that was quite a interesting time to be honest to be living through uh, in Singapore. I think like the clubbing uh, landscape back then. I, um, this was like I guess in the late nineties, early two thousands. It was I would say it's a lot more interesting experience than like you know the past decade or so. The past decade or so has been, to be honest, kind of shit. <laughs> It's like it's been a shit show in Singapore in terms of like you know going out to a club and all that. You yeah. just see drunk people, you see bottle service clubs, you see people looking for hookups, and and that 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 was kind of all uh, that happened in the past decade. That was like the I think craft, you know, creativity. It seemed to be very very little or non-existent in Singapore for the past uh, decade. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, which was why this project was quite important to us because when we went to like speak to these people on our research, right, yeah. it was just amazing the stories they brought to the table, and yeah. you could still see how much passion they had about um, doing creative expressions in their own way and really just doing it for the sake of their own each, rather, you know, for their own passion rather than uh, making money or rather than having to fulfill certain like checklists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been super inspiring, the journey so far. Mm-hmm. And we are going into production really soon. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this film will be ready by early next year. So, yeah. so what's the working name for it? Or what's this uh, project, you know, being called? Uh, so the work title is called Class X. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually inspired by a compilation album put out by Big O, I believe, like in the early 90s as well. So yeah. it was a compilation of all this, like, good um, local rock bands as well. Mm. So, so to us, when we first saw the name, we were like, "Hey, it totally makes sense because right, right, these yeah. people literally are like classics of their own, right?" Um, and it it's it's playing old to one of the biggest, I guess, um, rock and roll magazines in Singapore. So that is the working title for now. We don't know if it's gonna stick, but kind of liking it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and like, uh, yeah, please. Uh, 
talk more about it uh, as we go along, you know, down this journey together with you, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, coming back, is there any else interesting happenings? Hmm. I guess it depends on when we're putting this out, right? <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow? Okay, that was quick. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, like, the most immediate thing is what we talked about with, like, the Netflix rollout. There's a lot of things that are already going to be put out August 1st and August 8th. Mm. And then later on, there's just going to be, like, a whole backlog of stuff they're going to be putting out. But, um, yeah, like, I, I guess, like, looking looking at, like, the... Um, what is going on outside now that we can actually go outside? What is the one thing that will bring you out of your house? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I know Darren's quite a homebody, right? Yeah, I actually quite enjoy doing my own live streams, mm-hmm. which I will bring over to Singapore Community Radio very yeah. soon, coming August. I keep saying that month after month, but like I will, I will do it. I will do it. Uh, yeah, my tea time, my tea time shows. Uh, I try to. Uh, well, if you haven't joined any of my live streams, I kind of like just play music in the day while yeah. people are working, uh, provide a kind of like a radio banter mm. and play really abrasive music sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of uh, entertain them with food talk. And if they're able to kind of join in, if not, then just uh, listen in. La. I mean, uh, it's just a uh, radio for the new age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who really listens to radio anymore in Singapore? I don't know. People who are driving, I guess like people who drive cars, if they don't have their Spotify radio. Yeah, when was the last time you tuned in to terrestrial radio? Um, it was it was on my phone, specifically to record something for a previous job that I had. Okay. So it was just to record a sound bite and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like... Uh, I don't remember, man. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it does have its... I guess like terrestrial radio does have its merits, but like I think... Uh, not shitting on any of uh, you know my radio friends or whatever, but like uh, it's really quite stale after a while. I mean, especially with uh, the kind of music that comes out from there, I don't really feel very inspired. Uh, most of the time, uh, nostalgia. I guess like uh, I get that, but yeah. like uh, I don't get educated or I don't get uh, inspired by the music they play at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that like uh, in that sense, kind of like digging back on nostalgia day after day or just playing the big hits, uh, you know, satisfy my oral... uh, So how do you find new music most of the time? You know, sadly, or maybe not sadly, uh, Spotify has been my music discovery tool. Yeah. I think uh, I've kind of uh, of modeled the algorithms in a sense... Know, over the past few years with my listening habits that it pushes me music that I am interested in mm-hmm. and like and it continues to amaze me to be honest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of music that I actually enjoy being pushed to me that I have uh, previously not heard of like you know artists that I have not uh, heard about yeah. ever before and like oh my god there's like uh, so an artist that I found actually discovered this week it's called Sewer Slut. And Slut. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. Su- like weird drum and bass and like just like very like twisted kind of like electronic music. Yeah, right? so like yeah. Uh, I did not know this artist existed uh, until this week where I was kind of like, you know, 
you know, now and again, I go through my, uh, you know, my page uh, where they, you know, recommend me all oh, stuff that I should listen to, stuff you'd be interested in, new for you, Darren, discover playlists and all that. And it's like, oh, what's this fucking artist? And it's like, let's have a listen to it. I mean, the entry, <laughs> the barrier of entry is like super low. I just need to click play and it's like, fuck, I like this. Okay, playlist, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, Sewer Slut is like, I guess... To me, it sounds like a, a, I guess a modern reiteration of a breakcore. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So it's like very abrasive. Uh, and it's also music they grew up with as well, right? Like breakcore and like drum and bass. Yeah, but I would say that it it it's kind of like a I would get I would say like Different a bit more modernized. Yeah, uh, yeah, a bit more like a you know kind of a in a way kind of even more polished like breakcore back when I was uh, listening to it or when it's come out, it, it was kind of like a very raw, almost like crusty punk, mm. you know, like a production didn't really matter as long as they got a song out, you yeah, know, kind yeah. of thing. Whereas like this uh, Sewer Slut, spelled with a V, with the, instead of a U, mm. uh, you know, it's like, it sounds uh, very polished, uh, yeah. polished for breakcore. Uh, you know, it's uh, well produced. Yeah. Uh, there is like some artwork, uh, that is uh, packed to the song and the album. And yeah, I mean like uh, Spotify is my discovery tool now. Uh, and I guess like sometimes uh, YouTube. How about mm. you, Daniel? For me, like uh, what helps is like, again, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Spotify is like a really good algorithm, like scarily good. Even yeah. though it's not human created, it's really just like, yeah. Um, same thing with like the YouTube algorithm or so. Like, and that helps more with like, create digging so finding music from the 70s and 80s they didn't know before right mm-hmm. and then it helps to go to websites like radio music and then uh, reading out publications like Pitchfork The Quietest um, they're always on the pulse and I think especially during this period where publications need our help and traffic more than ever it's always good to like find music there mm-hmm. um, and yeah like you know it's always just constantly keeping tabs on like what is coming out but whether or not actually get to around to listening to it is another thing lah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I have like records and CDs that I've bought, uh, well, decades ago. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't even actually listened to them fully. Yeah. And uh, and like, I actually listen to it on Spotify now. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> how about how about who you? What what's a recent artist that uh, you discovered that mm. surprised you? <laughs> Well, I have a really bad memory, so we all do. I think I I think our all our memories have been like a uh, kind of made short term because of the accessibility of information That's to true. us. I mean, like a uh, yeah, I cannot imagine like a uh, you know not having my phone or like my laptop next mm. to me because like uh, I constantly need to search for something because like I just cannot remember <laughs> the minute I put it down. It's like oh, what's the artist name? Oh, what's that song name? Oh, what's that website? Oh, I saw that comment being made by this mm. person and then like, what's that comment? You know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's not an artist, but it's a playlist by Spotify that I really, really liked. Um, it's got virtual reality. I don't know if you guys have heard it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Virtual reality playlist, right? Yeah, it's so good. I just, okay, so the very funny way of chancing upon it because I was playing Plantasia for my plants <laughs> and then it just sort of directed me to it and it's so amazing. It's just like ambient, digital sounding music and it was so good. Like I just kept listening to it for the past few days. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. This is not a quirky podcasting that's literally someone can adore. <laughs> yeah, someone adore. Uh well an artist that I found actually uh this week found out about as well is this uh Taiwanese band called Mong Tong. Yeah, Mong Tong rules man. Yeah, they're like a really Quite like eclectic band as well, like all sorts of not not all sorts, but like the 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 styles that they go through is really quite insane. Yeah, I think like a psychedelic. Um, what else? A kind of like they had a like little bit of vaporwave as well. If I if I'm gonna go a bit like left field here, yeah, it's really sick, man. Yeah, and they're yeah. from like the label Guru Guru Records, which which has been putting out a lot of records from like Japanese bands. So like I, as far as I know, like this is like the first Taiwanese band that I've heard from them. And like it's really interesting so far, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think that's all from us uh, this week. Yeah, we will we will come back soon whenever. Yeah, well, whenever, we'll try and catch in August. Yeah, we'll try and <laughs> catch up with you hopefully in the next week. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, keep tuned to all our social channels, Singapore Community Radio. Uh, we do have uh, the DJ sets coming out on uh, you know Twitch yeah. every week. The live streams. It's gonna be DJ sets for now, but it's gonna be something very different in September. Yeah, we hope to be able to do more podcasts. And well, I mean, this is kind of like the first for many. We hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still yeah. don't know why anyone's listening to yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's literally just this the test for us. So so far, I don't know how we did, but yeah, hope you enjoy our banter uh and uh, i hope you found it informative if not then like uh you can always turn it off at any point of time you know everything's kind of like on demand right now yeah <laughs> or if there's anything you want us to talk about just yeah you know drop us an email drop us a message on uh you know insta or facebook yeah. anywhere at all yeah yeah but anyway this is us signing off this is uh daniel uh, and darren so Bye. Catch you again. We'll see you. Bye.